Happy new moon! Today is all about Assam Banaspati and the new moon. Now, Assam doesn't have all of the scandal of Ceylon, but it does have an interesting backstory that's a little bit of a head scratcher, and its discovery is very much that kind of new moon energy. We'll delve into the history of Assam, how it relates to the new moon, and two of our new tea blends. We'll also talk about the Silk Road. The world gets a little bit smaller today. So sit back, grab your favorite cup, and join me, Devana, the founder of which is tea flint in this tea journey. Assam is a black tea that was discovered in India. We talked in an earlier podcast about the tea horse road, but that wasn't the only way that tea traveled across China. China was also known for their silk as well as the tea. Now, the Tea Horse Road had over 1,300 years of history and spanned about 2,500 miles, roughly 4,000 kilometers. The Silk Road, however, is six times that length of the Tea Horse Road, with roughly 7,000 miles depending on how you measure it. The Tea Horse Road was also called the Southern Silk Road. So the Tea Horse Road is only a small portion of the ways that tea got across the continent. So here we have China just rolling in prosperity because of their transcontinental trade routes sharing the wealth, sharing tea, keeping people stocked in silk, doing all kinds of nice things for people. Not a single nefarious ploy in the entire part of their trading. They were genuinely good people. <laughs> British weren't having it though. They looked for every possible way to overthrow China's monopoly on tea. If the British kind of remind you of Dr. Evil, you aren't far off. So imagine their shock when they're over in India bumming around after their landing in 1608 and seeing this plant that looks an awful lot like the tea they found in China. But the people in India weren't drinking it, which is what had them just kind of brush it off and leave it alone for the next 200 years. So it's believed that tea got to India because of the Silk Road Caravan and it grew very well there. The people of India, though, didn't really know what to think of it. I mean, you've got a country that grows basically everything that's needed for chai, so why would you want to bother with these little leaves on a green plant? So what did they do? <coughs> well, they smoked it. No, seriously, they smoked it. They added it to smoking blends, they added it to food, but they weren't drinking it. So here we are 200 years later, the mid-1800s roll around. The British have imperialized India and held India till 1947. And during that time, they worked really hard to turn a profit with the tea in India. But it wasn't until around 1830, 1850, depending on which legend you listen to, that another Scottish botanist came along. So he gets samples of these plant and he takes it back and starts looking it over trying to figure out what it is takes him like 14 years to figure out what this is part of the reason is because the tea that grows in india is the leaves are a little bit thicker than what you find in china so the leaf didn't feel the way the camellia sinensis normally feels didn't smell the same way it looked different the leaf was a different size it was thicker so like 14 years later he finally figures out what in the world they're looking at and the production of Assamica began. Actually, the tea that grows in India, it's Camellia sinensis variation Assamica. There are 765 tea estates in India with the majority in Assam. India is actually one of the largest producers of tea in the world. And the women are the main pluckers of the tea. 
Another interesting fact about the tea, Assam is farmed on the Assam Banaspati estate in India. Let me tell you about the growing conditions for Assam. It's kind of monsoon-like, about 150 feet below sea level. Assam is one of those teas that can grow here in the U.S. would probably do really well in the bayou of Louisiana. So it all starts with the Camellia sinensis tree. But how we get the variations is dependent upon the soil, the climate, the air quality, the elevation the growing season when it's picked. For instance, let's go back to Louisiana. I'm a New Orleans girl, so a lot of stuff is going to be referred back to Louisiana. It gets pretty hot and muggy about 90% of the year, which is exactly the temperature that Assam needs. The only thing that would keep this from doing really well in Florida is the salt content in the air. If you've noticed, the air feels a little bit different when you're in Louisiana than what it does in Florida. The humidity is a little bit different. The salt content in the air is a little bit different. So there's a little bit too much salt in the air for this variation to survive well. Not saying that tea wouldn't survive very well in Florida because there are tea plants that are growing just fine and a nice production that's happening there. But this particular one, if we were to take the exact same plant in India and transplant it over into Louisiana, you'd get a pretty close to the same variation. Assam is a tea that loves heat and it loves rain, but it also needs to be the right quantity. So too much of a good thing can destroy an entire year crap the whole damn year. Now all tea varieties are rich in antioxidants which is important because the antioxidants protect us from all the stuff that we put in our body and the stuff that we ingest pollution from the cars and exhaust like back to the bricks that we have here in the Flint area. This tea can actually help your body recover from choking down all that exhaust. So New York subway, city life, the smoking manholes in Detroit, big three auto pollution. This one can actually help you recover from that. It helps renew and refresh our immune system. Of course, like some other teas, it helps boost our gut health and our ability to detox the crud that we encounter every day. Hot tea is definitely best. It can combat runny noses, stuffy noses, and help body aches and help reduce stress. Assam is also very high in caffeine with about 80 to 160 milligrams per six ounces. So if you're caffeine sensitive, you could still drink this, but you probably want to do half a teaspoon or even less, or just do a really major dilute in water. Like we talked about in our previous podcast, normal dose of tea, that's usually about what they call a teaspoon, not the big gigantic spoon that we go and grab like when we're kids and want to have ice cream and want to have everything with the big old gigantic spoons. Those are serving spoons. A teaspoon is much smaller, but not the smallness of like when we're cooking. Completely different measurement. I know, it's really confusing. Go grab a normal spoon. I mean, even like dollar store kind of spoons. Grab one of those, fill that up. That's exactly the size of tea that you're going to need. And if you were to brew this in a coffee pot and we're caffeine sensitive, just make sure, like I said, you add some more water. Diluting this to make it the weakest color you can imagine will probably make it a little bit safer if you're caffeine sensitive. Now, if you just can't have caffeine at all, I would probably recommend sticking with the herbal varieties. You can also sweeten it up a little bit, adding like honey. If it's local honey, will help you with seasonal allergies. You can also add sugar, stevia, monk fruit. It'll definitely take some of the harshness away if you've made a real strong cup. 
Also, if you are a third shifter, I would definitely not take this before bed. Maybe before a shift because it's going to keep you up painting the house if you don't. Assam is a favorite for a number of reasons. Like we said, it's full of antioxidants and despite its high caffeine content, it's really good for relieving tension and nerves. Seems like a total oxymoron there, but it actually does help. This cup can totally calm you down. It also promotes strong oral health, which helps you to reduce cavities strengthen your teeth so you don't have your teeth falling out later on in life and needing dentures any sooner than what you should. And it helps with your all-over bone health. So osteoporosis, big on. Assam is also one of the teas recommended for helping decrease the risk of Alzheimer's. In 2015, a study was done on Alzheimer's in India, and it was found that India had fewer cases of Alzheimer's in the entire world. It's since had a reemergence, so I'm wondering if maybe the modern world has made people forget about their natural wonder in Assam. Like seriously, drink Assam tea. It's a cell booster, so take that as it will. If you're healing, this tea is definitely a good one for you. And if you still aren't convinced, Assam contains a high amount of B1, which encourages your body to use carbs wisely and offload what's excess so that you can increase your circulation. Skip all the weird diet pills, skip the wine when you carb load and drink Assam. Gonna be really good for you. So if we think about it, this tea's only been around maybe 170 years, it's still pretty new. And because it is still fairly new when you think about it, it has that new moon energy. It has potential and promise and possibility. It reminds me a lot of the Fool card in tarot. It's got so much potential energy wrapped up in it that I can't think of any better brew to use for manifesting. Remember that water does have memory. The right kind of water is key. In Hoodoo, they use coffee beans to speed things up and add a little bit of oomph to some of your spell work. Tea can actually do the same thing. And speaking your intentions into the water and allowing the tea to work its way into every cell to make what you want happen, it's magic in its simplest form. Assam Banaspati is paired with our New Moon Herbal Blend. Our New Moon Herbal Blend has heather, chamomile, jasmine, rose petals, and an early nod to India. We have a little bit of cardamom in there because sometimes you need to spice things up a little bit. Heather is an amazing plant for detoxing. The flowers, the stems, the leaves, they all work to clear out the kidneys and help with urinary tract infections. It also helps you cough up the crud and provide some relief from arthritis. Now let's talk about the magic of Heather. Heather is considered the third vowel of the Ogham alphabet and represents summer solstice. Ogham is the early medieval alphabet used to write the early Irish language. So all those words that we can't ever seem to pronounce correctly in Irish spelling like Siobhan and Kaylee. This is the reason. This alphabet right here. Heather is called the flower of passion and its energies are pure and raw. It's the kind of stuff that romance novels are made from, but it's also a symbol of love with sacrifice. The idea of having to let go of something that you have a hard time Marie condoing for this great and powerful love that's the energy of Heather. Heather is also good for luck, for love, for protection, and for water magic. So if you're needing to bring on the rain, you can use Heather for that. All very new moon energies also. In the language of flowers, Heather is for admiration when you use the right color, which is the pinky red kind of color. Finally, 
Heather is a way of opening up portals to the Fae, so use carefully if that's not what you're trying to do. Chamomile is not only a really great herb for relaxation, which we need when we're manifesting, because sometimes we just need to chill out so we can let the universe work its magic and stop trying to manipulate things the way we want them to go. Chamomile kind of helps with that, helps us with trusting the process. It's also a great attraction herb, so whether it's for love or money, chamomile can definitely help. It also has a protective element added into the mix also. Lore for chamomile goes back to the ancient Egyptians who associated this with the sun god Ra. It was also a favorite with the Vikings, the Romans, and the Greeks, and they would often plant chamomile near a plant that had a failure to thrive and just wasn't doing so hot. They would put the chamomile next to that plant next thing you know both plants are doing very well so it has this way of rejuvenation chamomile is also a good plant to ward off psychic attacks and hexes it's good for money attraction as well as gambler's luck and it's a good one for meditation and we also know it's great for calming you jasmine we talked about a couple of weeks ago has all kinds of lunar energy which means it not only works on the full moon but it works on every moon phase so every moon phase has a certain energy that's attached to it. No matter what you're trying to do, you can use jasmine to work in your favor. The new moon energy is about attracting the energy we want. There's a theme here tons of magic in these herbs. Jasmine is a favorite of mine because it's sacred to Ganesh. Ganesh opens the roads. We need open roads to be able to embark on new adventures, new moon stuff there. Jasmine's also called queen of the night or moonlight flower. It attracts love and can attract money and prosperity. Medicinally, Jasmine can relieve stress, anxiety, and depression. And it can also help relieve stomach cramps and indigestion. Rose petals, like I said, I use a lot of rose petals just because roses are so multi-purpose but by speaking what you want into what you're making it adds a little bit extra to it so rose petals add another protective element and they give the tea a little kiss for luck Roses are known to be used for love in all of its aspects. We know that. The oldest rose bush in the world is in Germany, and it's said to be about a thousand years old. Roses are great at enhancing female intuition. They're also for beauty, for confidence, protection, and for luck. Finally, let's talk about cardamom. Cardamom is there to speed things up. It's considered an aphrodisiac. So what that means, it just creates the ideal conditions for magic to happen. It adds a masculine undertone also, so that we can create a little bit of balance. Cardamom is also good for helping with headaches. So if you get stress headaches from intense focus, cardamom can relieve some of that. Cardamom is one beautiful energy. It's considered the queen of spices and has the power to cut through all the chaos and clutter of our minds so we can start off on journeys. It helps you be more present and it also will open up your third eye. Cardamom is a great detoxifier and it encourages your body to let go of these toxins. So if you're going to the bathroom a little bit more than normal with cardamom, that's why. Cardamom is also a good one for oral health and it helps fight off canker sores and other bacteria that hangs in our mouth and gives us bad breath. When you combine the Assam Banaspati with the New Moon blend, it becomes what we like to call Make-A-Witch. Now if you 
don't know anything about Witches Tea Flint, the organization was originally founded so that we could have tea parties in the Flint area for the witch community and our witchy friends. The other aspect of that was that we wanted to be able to make contributions to the organizations that maybe didn't see a whole lot of funding, like the YWCA of Greater Flint. Why I mention that is that with this particular tea, a portion of the sales from this will be donated to Make-A-Wish Foundation. The other part is that it's also playing on the whole new moon Make-A-Wish because it's the perfect time for you to speak your desires into the universe and watch them unfold. So for all of that, we are definitely using this as an opportunity to help an organization that's done so much for so many people. So make sure that you look for both of these blends on our website at witchesteaflint.com. I want to thank you again for joining me and circling back. We talked about the Silk Road. We actually have a friend who's been a vendor of ours, Yvette, who has her business and it's called the Silk Road. She's a favorite among the Renaissance Festival circuit. And with the Renaissance Festival being canceled this year, definitely want to spotlight some of our RenFest friends. So Yvette with the Silk Road, definitely want to check her out. She's got some beautiful things that she makes. A lot of them tie-dyed, really beautiful colors. Everybody loves her stuff. So definitely check her out. Be sure to say hello for us. Have yourself a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, make good choices, take care of one another, and we will see you soon.